Welcome to this recorded service for Sunday the 19th of July 2020, which is the sixth Sunday after Trinity. My name is the Reverend Peter Walker, and our sermon this week is by Judith Meehan, and the prayers were recorded by Kate Cocker. The recorded music is provided once again by the Choral Scholars of St Martin's. I'd like to take this opportunity to briefly advertise the services we're putting on over the summer. We will continue every week to offer both this recorded audio service and the video service put together by the team at Salford Priors. But, in addition, from next week, the 26th of July, I'm pleased to say that we will restart Sunday services in church. Now, the first service will be a Holy Communion at 10am in St Lawrence's. We will be following all the guidance about distancing and hygiene. Communion will be by bread alone and there will be no singing, I'm afraid. But you are all welcome if you wish to come. The following week there will be a more family-focused open-air service, weather permitting, outside St Matthew's Church, Salford Priors, at half past ten. If you wish to come to the open air service, please contact Roger Huggins for an invitation and further details. More details about all of this will be published over the coming week on our websites. But each week the plan is that there will be one service in one of our churches plus the recorded services that you have at the moment. We'll see how that goes, but that's the plan for July and August. Let's take a moment just to be quiet together uh, before we come to our first hymn. Our first hymn is God Has Spoken by his prophets, spoken his unchanging word.
gospel calls us to turn away from sin and be faithful to Christ. As we offer ourselves to him in penitence and faith, we renew our confidence and trust in his mercy. So let us pray together. Father eternal, giver of light and grace, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in what we have thought, in what we have said and done, through ignorance, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault. We have wounded your love and marred your image in us. We are sorry and ashamed and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and lead us out from darkness to walk as children of light. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Collect for this Sunday. Merciful God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as pass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love toward you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading is taken from the Old Testament book of Genesis, chapter 28, and beginning at verse 10. Jacob left Beersheba and went towards Haran. He came to a certain place and stayed there for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place. And he dreamt that there was a ladder set up on the earth, the top of it reaching to heaven, and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And the Lord stood beside him and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. And your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth. And you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, to the north and to the south. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed in you and in your offspring. Know that I am with you, and will keep you wherever you go, and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid, and he said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. So Jacob rose early in the morning, and he took the stone that had been put under his head and set it up for a pillar 
and poured oil on the top of it. He called that place Bethel. Our second reading is from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, and beginning at verse 24. Jesus put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field, but while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burnt, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burnt up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. Heavenly Father, please open our hearts and minds to your love, especially at this time, through your holy word. Amen. We all dream, don't we? Some we remember very well, quite vividly. And they may be scary and perhaps confusing. And sometimes even I wake up crying sometimes. I wonder if Jacob felt any of those things. I think he must have done after he had his dream. And let's look. Why was he going to Haran? Well, Isaac sent him. He didn't want Isaac, didn't want Jacob to be near Esau because he thought Esau was going to be angry with him. So he said, go to Haran, find Laban, your mother's brother, and marry one of Laban's daughters, because he did not want Jacob to marry a Canaanite woman. And he told Jacob to be fruitful, to have many offspring. So Jacob set off. He went many miles on foot, and then he stopped for the night. He had a stone as a pillow, which quite honestly I cannot even imagine 
trying to sleep, let alone dream. But he had a vivid dream, which he recalled in detail. The sight of angels going up and down a ladder to heaven. And of course the sound of God's voice. God makes a promise to Jacob that he will be with him whatever happens until his descendants spread to the four corners of the earth, which I think means throughout Jacob's life. So what a promise that was. He would always be by Jacob's side. He would not abandon him. He would watch over him throughout his life. So God had a plan for Jacob. And he wanted Jacob to know that. Now Jacob though, when he woke up in the morning, was really afraid. And probably in a bit um, awestruck as well by his dream. But he thought... This is a holy place, and he named it Bethel. Why (laughs) did he feel like that? Well, he, of course, had tricked his brother, Esau, into giving him his birthright in exchange for a bowl of stew. And then, even worse, really, he tricked his father into giving him his blessing as the firstborn child which of course was Esau's birthright. So Jacob was not perfect, which he knew, but of course God knew as well. God though knew and forgave and watched over Jacob and loved him. And as we know, he became the father of many nations through his 12 sons. Well, I think it would be quite good if we had dreams like Jacob. When we would know the assurance that God was with us, that he planned for us, he loves us, and that that all means he cares, protects us, guides us. But I have never had a dream like that. I would like to, but I haven't. And I don't think it happens that much. But I do think there are times when we may hear God speak to us through just family and friends, uh, perhaps a radio or TV, or just when we're alone and quiet and speaking to God ourselves, we will be spoken to. Because God does plan, love, care and watch over and protects each and every one of us. Well, perhaps it doesn't seem like that today. This is our world and at the moment it's quite a dark world, isn't it? But we were given it, the world, creation to look after, to care for and to nurture. Have we done a good job? I think by and large not. We haven't done a very good job. But we are and we have been given a choice A choice in this life. And that choice is choosing to follow God or choosing to follow our own instincts and what we feel is right. God gave us free will. Does that mean, though, that at the moment this virus, this Covid virus, virus, is a punishment from God? Well, it's not. I really believe it is not. 
I think that it's here as part of an evolving world in which there are natural disasters. And of course, those we know, we see and hear about earthquakes, famines, tsunamis, tornadoes, hurricanes. All of those things are natural disasters. And perhaps, yes, we do have a hand in some of those with the climate change. But I think we should also include the evolving nasty organisms, the viruses and the bacteria, because they are evolving too. Well, I hope we can learn from this period in time, not just the scientists and the governments, but I hope we can all learn that we can take the good that has and is coming from it and that is to show people how to respond to others with love with care doing all we can to help and support those less fortunate than ourselves and I think that some have turned to God for help and support for comfort and courage Because through all of this, God is with us. So we should look for the little things at the moment. The things in nature, the birds, they are still flying. The skylark's song is beautiful at the moment. And also the new friendships I have made this time. And old friendships renewed. But we should all be caring, we should all be helpful and we should all show compassion for everyone just as Jesus did. Now I know that's not easy to follow and God knows we're not perfect, he just wants us to try. And then I think that we can anticipate becoming truly God's children And knowing that through Jesus, his son, we were saved. And that gives us hope. And we have this hope to carry on with us onward until, as it said in today's gospel, when the end of days come, the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. And we will be like the sons of the kingdom of God. I pray, Lord, that we hear, that we follow you, and that we do the right thing, especially at this time, with your help to guide, comfort, love and protect us all. Amen. Now we're going to hear an anthem which is based on Psalm 5, Lead Me Lord in Thy Righteousness.
Father God, as we come to pray this morning, I'd like to start by reading your words from the Bible. It's Psalm 62, verse 8, and it says, Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. We thank you, Lord, that you're always there to listen to us when we're happy, when we're sad or worried. Help us to stop what we're doing more often to be quiet and spend time in your presence so that we can pour out our hearts to you, knowing it helps us to gain your peace for the day and week ahead. We all have so much to be grateful for in our lives, and so we thank you, Lord, for who you are and that you love and care for each and every one of us. We pray for your world as it continues to suffer the pandemic caused by the coronavirus. We particularly pray for those countries who don't have sufficient medical resources and where so many people are suffering and dying. We pray in particular for Brazil at this time and for the medics who are so overwhelmed by the scale of things. Please bring your peace to the nations of this world that they would work together for a cure for COVID-19 from which everyone, both rich and poor, would benefit. We pray for the UK as we start to face an easing of lockdown. Particularly pray for those people who have found themselves suffering mentally and the fear of stepping out from the home is just too great. Help them to get the help they need from friends, family and the church. Lord, we pray that as a nation we can recover quickly economically and those people who are now facing redundancy will have a chance of redeployment as soon as possible. As small local communities, we ask that you will enable us to continue to look out for our neighbours, ensuring help is given where needed. We pray for those who we know who are sick and need your healing power. We also pray for those who are grieving. Be close to them and bring your love and peace. We thank you, Lord, for our wonderful teachers locally who have worked relentlessly to keep the schools open during lockdown. We pray that they can enjoy some holiday time to relax and refresh as this academic year comes to a close. Finally, let's remind ourselves of the verse from Psalm 62, verse 8. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. Amen. We join our prayers in the words of the Lord's Prayer, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Our final hymn, Thy hand, O God, has guided thy flock from age to age.
Go forth into the world in peace. Be of good courage. Hold fast that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honour everyone. Love and serve the Lord, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen.